Hi, my name is Tyler Burston, and welcome to the first episode of the Silk Magazine podcast. Now, Silk Magazine, the website, the blog, as you may know it, is an online collective of young black music writers who are just trying to challenge society's perception of black music and create a more authentic journalistic platform for young black artists, both within the mainstream and the underground. And so for our interview series, we're just going to be having these sit down podcast conversations with different artists. And, you know, just take the time out to get to know them more as people and you just know how their life and their art intersect. And, you know, what's the context, what informs the beautiful work that we see at the end of the day. And so for our first episode, I'm going to be sitting down with the wonderful hip hop artist from out of Charlotte, North Carolina, Messiah, all caps with the exclamation point at the end, who just came out with a new EP on SoundCloud and soon to be on streaming services, All for Love. Uh, with the producer Por Vida. And so we just sat down to talk about the project, you know, the time in life that we're both been going through and just the way that uh, rap means a lot to us as black men in a lot of different ways. And so thank you for listening. transition been and like what was leading up to that mm. I've been mad emotional which is like also part of why I was like 
I got to just go ahead and drop this this 10 minute project because she was like super duper. Uh, I don't know, bro, like. Because I because of COVID, I relocated from Maryland and me and Mavi was living together, had a spot out in Maryland and um, then our lease expired. And then it's like, what the fuck? Like, where am I going to go? So then I ended up back home in Charlotte. <clears throat> I signed like a, a little short lease and was thinking like, okay, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here because I don't know when COVID is going to be over, you know. But I basically damn near ended up back in Charlotte for like a year. So because of that, I had like very, um, I guess, very different experience with my hometown type shit. Like oh, just be, being there on some grown man's home and and like like I was hosting family dinners type shit. Oh, you saw like, yeah, you're like a real grown man at this <laughs> You know, like that kind of shit. Like so it was it was um real powerful, real inspiring. And I guess it kind of ordered my footsteps in a different direction in a different kind of way that I didn't even know they could be ordered, I guess. Like, and even like seeing niggas I went to school with and just little different shit that I think it just shifted my whole perspective of what uh, the place I was raised in has become and also what role I play in that, I guess. And so leaving that and moving here, like, I guess I said it's emotional because it's like, like, damn, like, I'm really, I'm really the first, like, for example, my parents ain't never been on an airplane, bro. <laughs> so, like, and I'm, like, the oldest child. Yeah. So, I'm really, I'm really, like, like, the one starting a new path for my whole bloodline on some shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, like, I'm really pretty much, like, I've been, like, I done been places, like, no one in my family's ever been. I'm seeing shit no one in my family's ever seen. So it's kind of, like, it's a it's a task and kind of a burden, but it's also, like, empowering because it's some shit, like, like, I got this weight on my shoulders of going out and living this life and having these experiences and then bringing it back to my folks. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> so I feel you. So, it's that's that's actually what the last song on the on the project is about actually like like the, i don't want to let go but it hurt me to it killed me to hold on like it's that in a nutshell <laughs> that's know? fire getting the backstory behind that and also mm-hmm. just knowing like what went into this uh yeah like within these 10 minutes i feel like there's so much that you put into it kind of i was so when it came out, it was like kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, this is coming out right now. Like I'm interested to see like what made him want to drop, you know, at this moment in time. And now I'm seeing you talk about like, oh, it comes from an emotion and like a very real weight and like a very real story. And like, I feel, yeah, it's like when you're doing great things, it's like, it's the balance between like, this thing is beautiful, but also it takes a lot. Yeah, literally that, literally. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a, a double-sided coin. And um yeah, it's all about building building the story, bro. Like mm-hmm. I explain that a lot. Yeah. But uh 
Yeah, going off that, um, a question I like kind of like pre like assembled was, I guess, with you moving so much and also just being in a lot of different places, like mm-hmm. what is home to you in like whatever sense it can mean, whether it means like, you know, your city, your household, whatever. And like, what are the pieces of home or like, how do you create homes out of different places? That's not, you know, Charlotte, your family, whatever. That makes sense. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I'm still learning, bro. I'm gonna come clean. <laughs> but um yes, yeah. But really, I guess home is kind of a spiritual thing for me more than it is a physical thing. Um and so with that said, it's like I guess the way we taught to look at home is based off human ego on some shit like, like having physical access to these people and these specific things. But it's like, when you dead and gone, like that, like that physical access don't matter, you know? So I guess home has kind of become this, this thing of like, this idea of like, like I said, like leading, leading my people and continuing the cycle in a new direction. So like, it's this, um, it's this Adinkra symbol called Insaroma that, um, that mean a lot to me. And it's like, basically the idea that God is guiding you and that, um, your ancestors walk with you basically. So, um, so that's like some shit that I carry in my heart. And I always look at little things that I do literally down to the food that I eat as like celebrating in Saroma. So, so like, for example, like if I'm cooking a meal, like I might cook like some Bojangles inspired shit just cause it's like, damn, this reminds me of home or like, or like, listening to like some go-go because like my dad from like Virginia DMV area he's a huge go-go fan like you know or like even like incorporating go-go inspired instruments into the music I make or little shit like that you know like I guess it'd be like it'd be in the, the seemingly minute details that is not really that minute at the end of it you know so um yeah just kind of celebrating celebrating my past in a way that it creates my future yeah that's that's what home is that i feel like you got at so much and like so much that i think about on a daily basis and i feel like it's honestly like i'm assuming it's for all cultures but definitely black culture and blackness Mm -hmm. there's so many like i think there's so many ways in which black life like just transcends linear ideas of time because it's like we are carrying everything with us and going back and like taken from this bag of like culture and like it's a real heritage and I feel like as a rapper like I feel like rap is the place where it's like that idea of like heritage and going in the relationship between like the past and the present and black culture is the most kind of on display because things like sampling you know just the way that rap comes from like a literary black tradition. So I think it makes sense that like, you feel like you're doing that like spiritual 
cultural, like temporal work just in your life. And that's also yeah. something that, you know, is a part of the artistry that you've dedicated so much to. Yeah, that's a fact. Literally what you just said, like about black people transcending like linear time or like the concept of that is like, I always be saying like, like black people exist in circles. Like we're not like linear yeah. at all because <laughs> a, a line like constitutes an end mm-hmm. and that's not what this is <laughs> like this is not that <laughs> you know no so, yeah yeah i guess on the idea of the relationship between like you know you as a man and you as a rapper not even saying those things are different so like what are some of the skills that rap or just music making in general has given you for your life that's just made it better in a, or just fuller in a way i would say Really is kind of the two things I think of immediately is speaking, speaking shit into existence. That's something that I didn't really fully understand or grasp the concept of, I think, like early on when I was first writing. And that's how you get projects like Dead Man and all of this, like this, that's like coded in nihilism and all of that, you know, just because it's like feeling like nothing you say or do matters so fuck it (laughs) but then you realize but then then you get a million streams on angst too and then you realize it fucking does matter (laughs) like it's a million people listening to or niggas listen to this a million times and it's like damn like that's really what i was saying yeah but but yeah so that that's the first part of it i think is like realizing like Cause I've seen it happen like in real time, in real life now where like, for example, <laughs> there's probably some crazy shit <laughs> that I probably should not put out there, but like, like me and my girl got on the road to move to LA and like did not know whether, like we had not signed the lease for this apartment or nothing. Like, we ain't know if we got approved or nothing. Like, wow. but we was like, fuck it, bro. Like, and I'm dead telling niggas, like, yeah, we got the, we got the spot. Like, yeah. and we literally signed the lease, like, the day before <laughs> we moved in type shit. Like, so it's like that, that kind of shit that's, like, yeah. speaking speaking life into existence uh, is the first thing. And then I think the second thing is just all around confidence. Um, cause like when I started writing different, I started feeling different. And, um, I think that's a big part of my whole like self-care routine right now. And it's been that for like the past couple of years is like, like, I'm not like, I'm not finna just be like sad all the time like (laughs) you know and like yeah sadness is an emotion but it's like also like i said on the on the last song on the project it's like you gotta treat joy as real as pain you know and i think um so yeah definitely confidence because i think rapping is a lot like working out and and so i've seen 
and exercise and working out even like like you start your day with like lifting however many pounds and then everything throughout the day seems like very very small in comparison <laughs> you know it's like damn like i just was lifting like 150 like i could i can like turn this assignment and i can do whatever you know so it's that same kind of thing like cuz i didn't see myself be like like jittery before getting on stage and shit like that and then last minute a flip a switch just flipped and I jump up there and do it. And then afterwards, it's like, damn, I just did that in front of all of these people. Like, I could do anything. Like, I just bare my soul in front of, like, like God knows how many people. Like, so, like, yeah, I can move across the country. And, you know, like, little shit like that. I think it, um, it definitely finds its way into my my uh everyday life that way you know no that like a lot of what you said makes sense and resonates a lot um just which is something i feel like you almost don't even realize the extent to which that happens to you like you know you're you go from produce um the consumer to the producer so it's like okay when you're listening to rap you think all these people just talking about whatever whatever and then you just start writing and you realize, oh, I'm working out a lot of things through this verse that I didn't know I was, or like, I was crazy how I wrote this and it happened. Like, yeah. I'm just like, uh, or it's like, and like the work, I know definitely like your music definitely has a real sense of authenticity and like honesty to it, which has always really like gotten to me, especially with like, you know, this new project, uh, Through the Winter, was, like, real. Mm. And Angst, too. Like, those are just a lot, like, very emotional to me. You know? Mm. And I, it's funny you talk about, like, the transition from, like, Dead Man to, like, the subsequent projects. Because I know I kind of ran it in reverse, where I felt like I listened to, like, Through the Winter before I listened to Dead Man. And you Words. Yeah. You're like, actually, like, one of the first people I heard say that. That's crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, I knew about you from, what's the name of that? It's, like, up to me. Oh, where, where, where? Yeah, like, back when you were Annie Orf. And so it's like, I heard that, and I thought you were, like, oh, like, you're good at rapping, you a specific type of rapper. And now I'm hearing the Messiah stuff, I'm like, oh, he's doing a lot, you know? Like, yeah. I, I kind of understand you as an artist now. And then going back to Dead Man, it's like, I'm seeing versatility but I'm also seeing like a difference in attitude, like the harder edge of Dead Man versus Through the Winter. And I don't want to, you know, compare or contrast the projects that much um, or say one is better than the other. But uh, I know like you bearing your soul has effects on like just the vibe and music and everything. And it's also like, as a consumer, like I'm receiving a lot from your honesty. Like even that song has so much like significance just in my life. Like Word. in different ways. Like there's little moments where that song is came through and taught me things. Or like little yeah. images that specifically you did. Or I'm like, yeah, it's like even the religious imagery in your music, mm. like that spiritual heart. Like I appreciate that because I think it's easy to get 
to kind of dismiss the spiritual. Um, but I think just having that incorporate, able to talk about, you know, the bigger concepts and emotions and the real life details of like what goes on. I think that's all the mark of a good writer. So I just like, I want, I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you, bro. That means a lot, honestly, because like, yeah, that's what I was saying, too, for real. Mm -hmm. It's like, like a lot like dead man angst, all of this shit and stuff that I wrote at a time where I was like fucked up. And I really like I literally did not think nobody cared or was listening or nothing. So like looking back and being like, damn, like, uh, like literally even the stuff that I wrote. Then when I thought nobody gave a fuck, <laughs> like it really like is mattering to people and like doing something for people's lives, like that's a big deal for me. So yeah, I appreciate that, bro. Uh, definitely, like you know, like the work you put in is gonna come out in ways that like you will be able to see, but also like won't be able to see. That's exactly. a weird thing to think about as an artist, because to you, it's it is what it is. Because mm. even like a given song might not mean it. Cause there's songs where I'll listen to. I think let me pull it up. I think it's a song "Red Snow," which is like oh, red, red clay, red clay. Yeah, that song is like insanely beautiful. But, Thank you, bro. But it's like I know, like I'm the story you're telling is like okay, mm. I can get it in a certain way. I'm like okay, that's what you lived through. But like I know that's different from you because like you know the movie behind that uh song is different because he really lived it so it's just funny how yeah. you take different things you know on different sides you know the pen the camera you know whatever definitely definitely it's it's a very this art shit is very interesting bro i um i like i wrote this quote one time where i said like um art is about dancing in the darkness and it's like I guess it's like these are things, you know how they say like what's done in the dark comes to light, basically. You know, so it's like these are things that may be made in, in the darkness or and dark don't necessarily mean negative dark because it's mean alone or in the literal darkness, like it's songs I literally wrote in the dark, like yeah. you know, type of shit. But but like it always it always comes to light. It always comes to like its own meaning and existence for whoever is to to take on that rendition of myself from that moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. And this just talking about like rapping on a more spiritual level just got me thinking about like, so I feel like even recently, like I'll just listen to your music and something I thought, especially with the last project is that you have such a great synthesis of influences and like um so the first part of my question is like what are your influences and like the second part will probably be how did you create your original sound out of like you know processing all that you've listened to you know your whole life um i think my influences come from like it's kind of like i said like the lineage type thing so it's like, like my dad is like a huge hip hop head, but also like he was playing like go go and shit like that. And then like, like 
my auntie was always like in the house so like she was always playing like <laughs> you know like the early 2000s hits at the time like the crunk music and all of that kind of shit yeah, all so, that like, yeah yeah and then like you know just just little mixes of shit like that um and like i said like i'm the oldest so i was like always stuck up under like mad adults Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I feel like that's an experience that is unique for me anyway like where it's like a lot of my context of what music is and was and felt like came from people older than me and so it's kind of like this blend of like soul music like jazz and and shit that like you would not expect like a teenager like preteen to be fucking with like and then once i started finding that in in rap music then you get deep dives into like mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. like mad lib and shit like that you yeah, know yeah yeah exactly so, i don't know i guess like it all came together in this kind of way of like I don't, I I can't really even explain it honestly like I'm still it's, it's finding, magic like yeah it's literally like <laughs> like it's coming together still it and that's the thing I guess like I was telling my one time like I was saying um the only reason that like I still keep making projects and songs and all of that is because. I always feel like I could do it better. Mm. So, like, I feel like it's already come together. Like, all of these influences and shit has already come together in this beautiful way. But I'm always feeling like, damn, now I could top Stevie Wonder in this way. Or Mm. I could top, like, whoever. Like, I could, like, you know, like, I could could come up with better alliteration than Cameron in this way. Or, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Detail. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and like, and I'm a fucking like, like madman in that way where I literally will sit there and stare at the details until it's it's like perfect. And every time, like, I think that's something about being an artist. Like every time I kind of have to feel like it's not all the way like perfect. Otherwise, like I will never make another one, (laughs) you know? And so... So, yeah, I think that's just how it, it comes together. It's literally a canvas and it's literally about taking which colors from which palettes and just blending them. Like, And I guess I'd be also very conscious of it, too, because I'm like, like such a music head. Mm-hmm. So I kind of sometimes it happened on accident. Where. Like sometimes I'll be biting, I'll I'll make a song and then like be like, damn, I bit myself. <laughs> like Yeah, like, no, I yeah, yeah hook, no, same. This hook sound like this other hook I wrote, or you know, like that kind of shit. But but f- for the most part, I think when I be writing, I'd be very intentional about like this sounds like this, or or I wanna evoke this emotion. Mm-hmm. you know so i guess it's a case-by-case basis about how it comes together you know so do you have any type of consistency in your writing process or it is like you know it comes how it comes um yes and no i guess um 
I be challenging myself too. Like, for example, it's this this project I'm finna drop. I, I think like next month that I intentionally wanted to sound a certain way, so I wrote it all in the way that I wanted it to sound, and then it's another project after that that I'm dropping end of the year that I was like wanting to sound a diff like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So I did. I only wrote like. 20 percent of it probably and the rest i just went in and punched in and just, yeah so like it's literally just like however i'm feeling and what i want to make and so like for this project uh it damn near came together by accident like i like the first half of it it's like um just songs that i wrote while feeling kind of like like stuck like in the middle of COVID type shit. And then then Poor Vita just like sent me like a whole new batch and it was all slaps and I was like, damn. So I literally like made three new songs the day before I left Charlotte and <laughs> and just like went in and wrote all three like the same day and just went and recorded them shits and knocked it out. But yeah. Um so sometimes it just be punching in because I feel like that takes away a lot of the um, boundaries of of writing, you know. And then sometimes it'd be a mix. Like it's songs that I did where I like, I wrote half of it and then was like, fuck it, I'm just going to get in the booth and then I'll just punch in the rest mm-hmm. or vice versa. <laughs> and, you know, so... Cause I feel like both of those is like a important technique to have. Like, so I be trying to blend it however it come together. Cause I think also, I think like improv is a huge part of what keeps black art alive. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so like, thanks. I, don't, I don't ever want to be too, too, too like planned out, <laughs> you know? So that's another reason like I feel like just dropping this this uh as like a little mini like gift surprise project felt good because it's like I already had these other projects lined up and I feel like the rollouts would be a little more strategic but this one I you know is just throw it out there throw it out. Just, it's raw it's, it's like get out yeah. 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 it's energy it's, though I like that yeah yeah yeah. You could feel like even because I feel like certain stuff has certain textures and you because I mean now it's like because I got to think about like, you know, not every song necessarily got to be on Spotify. It's like it's mm-hmm. certain it's something about that, you know, that SoundCloud space, that space for raw or more not unfinished, but less like less polished in a specific way ideas, I think has a lot. Yeah. of it. And like you said, that improvisation, like. Some something so deep about it. It's like that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, because you literally is getting like raw, unfiltered emotion. Yeah, that's why I like really fuck with like watching, you know, like MTV Unplugged and shit like that. That was like because he was really getting artists in a like rawest, purest form, you know. So yeah definitely some like gold to be found in that kind of shit i remember i was talking to somebody like this older guy 
and he was talking about how like the way Nina Simone sings is like no one sings like that anymore because it's like the imperfections of the performance. Yeah, yeah. About that a lot. That's a fact, bro. Yeah, like you could literally hear the hurt, bro. That's it. That's it will never not give me chills bro like sometimes it'd be hard like it'd be intimidating to even listen to because yeah. it's like damn like it's, it's literally a spiritual experience every single time like it's damn they're like like taking shrooms or some shit like you got to be prepared like <laughs> Nina's is heavy like it's center man is a crazy it's like it feels like a bible story yeah yeah She's different, bro. Yes, because I feel like even the basis of black music is like taking just whatever materials are around and making something out of it that isn't tied down to like Western notions of musicality. So it's like, <sighs> it makes sense that like, as the music becomes more commodified, because even even if recorded music is a, is a recent thing, you know? So as, like, like there's so much jazz that we just will never listen to because no one recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a fact. Yeah. And that's also some shit, like, that I feel is a is very important. Um, it's something that I learned, actually, like, kind of recently, like, probably within the last year, maybe two, that, like, every everything don't gotta be published yeah every piece of art every freestyle every song like it's certain songs that i will literally just make and keep to myself and never put out just because like it's something to be found in that um in the that moment you know yeah um which is like also something that i found to value too like like how I kept saying like go go and shit like that. Like I was a kid, I used to hate go go, bro. <laughs> like oh, wow. because because look though, like bro, like I was trying to hear crank that and shit like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, it makes sense. Yeah, you're a kid. It's like what is this? You know, like, like, <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, like they be like doing live renditions of like popular songs at the time sometimes. Yeah. So then like and, like, my dad, like I said, my dad was, like, a hip-hop head, so he, like, would not be playing, like, the radio. Like, um, yeah. So I'd be like, bro, like, I'm trying to hear the actual version. Like, <laughs> you playing the go-go version. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to hear it. But, nah, like, I grew to love it, though. Like, honestly, I, I kind of was starting to warm up to it already. But then once I, like, actually lived in D.C., I, like, fell in love with it. Just because it's like even just hearing it, like I and I'm I'm hot, bro. I never got to go to a go go show. Uh, yeah, but but even just hearing it on the regular street and shit like that, it's like you can hear like it was literally a moment, and these live performances like will literally have them like shouting out people in the crowd, and it's like like you'll literally hear them like. Yeah, I see you right there in the red dress, like, like do your shit, like, you know, that kind of shit, which I, I feel like is so valuable because it's like, this is literally a fucking, a moment in history that would never exist again. Yeah. And, and so um, that's some shit that I realized, like, me and my niggas be doing, like, just be 
in the crib, like making songs or doing doing whatever. And it's like these moments will never exist again. So any glimpse of that that gets to even reach the public is gold, you know? Yeah, yeah, because the art ultimately, like, I feel like at its purest form is not necessarily for consumption. You know, Mm. I think of artist communication, like language. It's like, oh, I'm trying to speak to somebody, but you're not always talking to somebody else. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself, you know? That's a fact. That's because it's literally what I just was saying about, like, how it became part of my whole like self care routine and shit. Cause it's like, like sometimes I gotta like just have lyrics that get me through shit. Yeah. That me up in the morning that help me like handle my business. And that's not always for everybody else, you know? And sometimes that come from other people's work and, you know, and that's straight too, but. Facts, cause no, there's there's like rap lyrics that have like been this individual lines that have like have done crazy stuff for my life. Like it's mad mobby lines that I've changed, like legitimately, like that, like repeat in my head. And it and just like it be it even be from like you know random people sometimes. Just like I don't know, rap is rap has so much content in it, like so many yeah. just so many lines. And it's like, if you have a good knowledge of it, there's a lot of jewels to get out, you know? It's like a, a mixtape to me feels like this is 17 tracks of free poetry. Like, yeah, literally. What's some, uh, what's some lines that be getting you through it, bro? It's like, no, like, no roses has a lot of them. Cause that probably, Word. like, I know it's, it's a part of no roses where he says, like, thinking that, like, some of like, Thinking that my love is dying, like makes it almost worth losing it. I'm I'm butchering it. But like that Word. that line has extreme personal significance to me. Like I don't even know if I can tell anyone about the story, but like that line in a moment of my life is responsible for like where I am right now, you know. Word. Yeah. yeah that's beautiful, bro. Or even yeah. like I'm massive line. Yeah. There's a cause it cause angst too it's a lot like it's something where you talk about seeing god in the mirror mm. and i'm telling you at that moment i was listening to that song once in a specific state of mind and i was like i know exactly what he means and i legitimately like quote that as the moment in which i met god in the way that i know god now damn yeah. that's so <laughs> fucking raw <laughs> yeah like that is so fucking raw, bro. Not for you. You know what's crazy, too, is, like, because, like, my uncle, rest in peace, that he was, like, a he was a preacher. Yeah. So like, like, also, like, Homebound, I wrote that, like, I think, like, the day after I found out he passed or something like that. It was, like, right around the time he died. But, yeah. And I literally, like, Wrote that shit in one sitting, just all pure emotion. But that shit made me realize, like, I was like, damn, that shit really fucked me up because my uncle was the first, um, I guess, black male speaker that I saw up close and personal. And I saw his ability to change people's lives into a certain direction. And and speak to people in a way that you know would would 
evoke emotion, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess realizing that, like, I was like, damn, like, it's really something to be said and something to be found in, in the way that I'm, like, writing these lyrics. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's some shit. Like, I kind of be feeling it. But I guess I ain't. I ain't seen it as up close and personal yet, especially because COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it just blows my mind every time that somebody says shit like that. Like, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. (laughs) Because it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, even because, like, sometimes I think whenever I tell an artist something like this, I don't want it to seem like... Cause I don't want them. Cause I know if you take it kind of too personally, it seems kind of like a parasocial relationship. When in reality, it's like, oh, this just like this piece of art, you know, changed my life. It don't necessarily mean that you know the relationship between me and this artist is gonna be a certain way. No, I mean you. What's it called? No, I fuck with you. Like you a cool guy. Um, but I tr- yeah, I try to just you know understand the art as what I'm having intimate knowledge of and then the person as the person behind that but getting these moments yeah. of being able to tell an artist you know how I feel about their work it's just like again like I said before it's like what you're putting in here is just worth it you know it's like alchemy you know equivalent yeah. yeah you're doing important work here thank you bro <laughs> thank you bro it's so like that that keep me going I, you should yeah it's, I don't know. It'd be crazy. Like it's just, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. Bro. <laughs> like, that's like, yeah. Cause I feel like people don't really. People can only get what I give them as far as um seeing and ex- and accessing what goes into making this shit. Yeah. So. It's like you being able to um, take something as powerful as that and uh, and further build your life in a certain direction based off of that is just crazy to me. Because it's like, I'd be like, damn, like when people tell me that, it do the same thing for me that it do for you hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> which is great like it's such a trade-off bro i mean like um even you talking about because you talking about go-go and stuff like that and if you think mm-hmm. about how much of black art is communal and like a conversation because even like you know coming from new jersey like new york area it's like like ciphers is a thing like and like we and like we, me and my friends have our own version of that like you know we start we just you know freestyling whatever and that's all we would do just as a conversation with each other. Like it wasn't for, you know, it wasn't for the public. It wasn't to try to be some type, you know, artist or whatever. It's just, this is what we're doing. And we're giving these gifts of, you know, art to each other, you know, cause we're in the same space. And so yeah. uh, the fact that, you know, between me and you, our conversation about the art is, you know, doing something for me, do something for you. I just think it levels the stage between like the artist and performer because it's just the community at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, bro, like that's something that's so important to me too. 
just being able to, uh, you know, that's that's like beautifully put because I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to allow art or or the way people consume it to turn into like this damn you know like I just like being able to to talk to people face to face and yeah like that kind of shit it's something it's something beautiful about that because honestly like I said like this shit is about dancing in the darkness so it's like like coming out of that dark and seeing a bunch of smiling faces on the other side, it can be intimidating, but it's also like, damn, like I gotta remember like what what y'all is smiling for and what y'all hear about, you know, and that's something that's always gonna be important to me. Like I always cherish that. So yeah. Coming out of darkness into uh, people cheering is exactly what Panel 51 feels like. like oh, precisely yeah. what that song like, feels like. Yeah. Even the video, too. Like, it all came to, like, when I watched the video, I was like, this is what the song is about. Like, this is a journey. Like, that's yeah. fire that you just broke that down. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that one, you know what's crazy, though, is that when I wrote that one, that was once I first kind of realized the power of words and and what they can do and hold. So I don't think that when I wrote that one, I was all the way out of the darkness yet. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like it was kind of some shit that I wrote in anticipation of that feeling. And I think that's also why it's, it feels so intensely that because it's like like damn like i know bro like i know i know what it's gonna feel like <laughs> you know and there, so, so and then the video is even better because i think the video the video is probably i wrote that song like 2018 bro <laughs> so like and the video is like 2020 so I felt like, damn, like this actually, like I actually feel how I, yeah. how I wanted to feel when I made the song, you know? Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Cause I, part of me wondered why the video came out so long after the song came out. And then yeah. I saw it and I was like, this video, this song needed this video. I'm like, oh, this is the art piece, you know, thinking less yeah. about like this is a release. Like, oh yeah, this is a beautiful thing right here. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. You, because through the winter feels very much like, you know, like to me, it feels like, oh, I had to go over a bad time, but now I'm in a better place. But now mm -hmm. understanding that it's more so literally through, like it's not about jumping over the hurdle. It's about this exactly. is how we're moving through this month. Exactly, bro. Because it's also like, it's songs on there that like, like that's, that project is very celebratory. But it's also songs on there that's all the way not celebratory. <laughs> like, I, I think that, like, Magnolia is actually a pretty sad song when I go back and listen to it and look at the lyrics and shit. Like, and I didn't really realize it at the time that I wrote it. 
But Magnolia is definitely one of them that's like, it's probably the saddest song on there, I think. <laughs> like, it's like definitely one of the ones that's like, like I was writing, like not feeling like full and not feeling like I was like capable and shit like that. So that's definitely a big part of the through part of it. Like you said, like, um, cause it's, it's not finna all be smiles and rainbows and shit, bro. Like, like, still, like, even like to this day, like I still be struggling with doubts and, and fears and anxiety and shit like that. And it's like, but it's like, um, like shit is beautiful because like my mama was just telling me this actually like even though I be feeling all of those things the beautiful thing about my life is that like I don't ever let it stop me yeah. from going to get what I want and living how I want to live and so it's like that kind of shit is so 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 valuable and being able to to get because it's like it's not this fucking like telemarketed like version of this lifestyle of like like dial 1-800 messiah and nigga we can relieve you of all your fears like it's not that bro like oh, no. it's like yeah nigga you gonna feel some fear you gonna feel some pain and hurt but it's like yeah. you keep going bro like at the end of the day we're doing it for some, you know? Because winter is a recurring, it comes every year. Like, you got to deal with that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Because, like, yeah, bro, that's something that, exactly what you just said, is something that I started to realize, uh, like, after I made the project, which is crazy. Sometimes shit just be happening like that where, I'll have these phrases or thoughts or ideas and I know they sound cool or sound good or I know they have a meaning in that moment, but then the further that I live my life, they develop more of a meaning. And so, honestly, like, I'm going to come all the way clean. Like, when I made the project and named it that, like, that was my way of being, like, like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. I'm done with, like, feeling sad, feeling feeling like anxiety or whatever and like also I'm done with dealing with seasonal depression like that will never happen again because I made this project and now I know what it's like to feel happy you know (laughs) but that's that's not real and so like the next winter like I was like damn this is still a struggle but now I have a basis of the way to find strength through it so it's, it's not really about it just all the way evaporating, but it's about having a blueprint for how to get through it every fucking year. Exactly. <laughs> you know? like it's tech. You can't do, yeah, just like even dealing with like any mental health struggle, it's like the way through, besides changing your situation so that you, I mean, getting safety, you know, housing, whatever that like affects your mental health, but also just techniques for navigating because something I've, I've been telling myself a lot lately is the only way out is through. Like, yeah. you can't you can't walk out. The things that, like, we be dealing with, 
it's too big to walk over it. Or like to walk over it would be the lazy solution. That's like so it's, sad. It's, you know, it's like you got to part Damn, now that just bust my head, bro. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, that's really a fact, bro, because it's like just kind of getting over it. Damn. Nah, that's 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 a great one, bro. You literally can't just get over it. Like <laughs> you gotta get through it, cause it's like just trying to patch it up and make it look good or whatever. Just temporarily, it's always gonna be temporary. It's always gonna be some shit that'll fade or or wear it down. So yeah, that's a fact. That's that's it's, it's a hard road, but you're not running from anything. Running, you, if you sprint away from your problems, you're going to, like, fall out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, damn, that's beautiful, bro. That's how we've been listening to some of your songs. I'm like, oh, the way, it's like lines where I'm like, or it's like, it's a, it's a line on, like, 24K Freestyle. Where it's like mm. knocking down your brick house, Tomado. And I was like, I thought about it once. I just went through the line of my song in my head. I said, oh, I get it now. Some random moment. I said, oh, it's <laughs> my friends. I didn't catch that before. Yeah. That happened, yeah, that happened for me a lot with you. Because like with your raps, it'll be every, a lot of times every line feel very well crafted. So I was like, oh, you was doing a lot in that one bar. So let me come yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah, bro. Stuff like know that. Thank you, bro. Man, yeah, I definitely be. I don't know, bro. Like, cause it's also the shit I said on um on um on homebound where I said like uh if I pinned it, then I meant it. Like, and my uncle showed me that words is on a limited basis before he left. Cause it's like, he also like, he died on some sudden shit. And it's like what I just said, like he was like the first like black male speaker that I saw where it's like, like you literally might have limited time in front of people or like, or like to have people's attention you know so like it's literally like trying to trying to pack as much in one punch as i can like yeah and that's also like like i said like about how this project came together all for love like it's um it was on some last minute like all right let's throw this in there like like this is also emotions that kind of fit it so yeah, we just gotta give it to him like this. And yeah, it came together. That's funny because I, I, I was listening to this like older rap a bit or revisiting even 2013 like stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized rappers had a lot more time to rap than they do now. Like, yeah, like she would get boring. I was like, oh, I get what you're talking about already. It's the third chorus. And now it's yeah. like, you got two minutes, 30 seconds max. I'm saying, bro. I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Which, like, it's a trade-off because it makes our job easier but also harder at the same time. Because 
now, like, I I damn sure have not writ, wrote, like, a, a three verse 16 bars, like, in, like, a very long time. But also, like you said, like, because people not listening for as long as, like, bro, like, I got to, I got to make it count for real. So, yeah, that's really a fact, bro. Niggas really was listening to, like, like, Good Kid, Mad City is, like, not a short project at all. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it's, like, 70. Projects would be 70 minutes. And I thought that was cool back in the day because Good yeah. Kid, Mad City is, like, oh, that's a cool 70-minute album. I listened to some albums. I said, this does not need to be 70 minutes. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Because even, like, now... My lifestyle not even conducive to that. Yeah. Like, I literally can't do it. Like, it's like, really <laughs> it's like, I, um, I don't know. Cause you know, like back then, like, like I used to literally like, like I was, I'd be like 10 years old, 12 years old, whatever. And like, I, I'll have to wash the dishes for the whole family and shit. Yeah, so I do the same like, thing. I, I got taught to listen to like a whole album. Yeah. And that would be the one thing to get me through it. Like I'd be like, damn, I hate I gotta do the dishes, but I'm excited because nigga, this album just dropped, whatever, whatever. And you know, like, like yo, yo, I, this I'm the exact feeling. The dishes, that was the best listening time. Yes, bro. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you really getting off for right a long. For, yep. for a good 70 minutes like going <laughs> yeah. i'm done as soon as you finish that last dish it feels great yep yep that shit is rare these days bro like i definitely have been listening to shit in like bits and pieces sometimes or like sometimes like yeah i just don't be having as as much time to like really sit down and digest as i used to so yeah that's it it's, it's very important, like, packing it, packing the punch, bro. Packing the punch. <laughs> and, like, one good thing is that if you get someone to listen to the two minutes and they love it, they're going to run it back and they're going to catch it. Exactly. Exactly that. Which, all like, like with you, you, Amir, Mavi, like, y'all really, I feel like y'all rap harder than people rap. And it's like, it's a lot to dig up from these bars. It's like, it's a lot to read, go back to, like, it feels very sharp. And it's real nice. Putting that literary energy forward. Cause that's even the reason why I really fuck with y'all. It's cause y'all have like, just the pen game, like, and not even just like, oh, I can rap the best. It's like, I can like get off a crazy metaphor right now. That's why I'm a Mavi yeah. fan. It's because he said a crazy metaphor, and I said I've never heard nobody rap like this. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's what I, I used to try to say to people. Like, like I be feeling like the biggest jackass, but I be like, bro, like I literally don't really be in competition with these rap niggas, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't really like, like I would rather like make like make a better song than Quincy Jones than like out rap a nigga bro like that is, <laughs> like if it was really if it was really really about out rapping niggas like we'll all be battle rappers so it's yeah. like <laughs> niggas gotta stop it bro like because it's really like it's second nature like i because i think i think 
writing the best in general is how you gonna rap the best in general. It's just that. <laughs> you know, differences and disciplines is fake. Like, I see rap the same as I see any type of writing. It's like, you're working with words. You know, it just right now you got to do a musicality and rhymes. That's a different challenge. The same way, you know, when you're writing a poem versus a story, like, and I feel like a lot of people don't come in with that mentality or that dedication yeah. to the written word, just as like a craftsman, as an artist. And yeah. so that kind of reflects. And that's why I was refreshed, you know, as someone who like, I read, I write poetry, stuff like that, you know, just hearing good raps on like, on a literary level, on a musical level, the flow is right, like. Yeah. Yeah. Gravitated to it heavy. And I think any thinking person would really gravitate to it. <laughs> That's a fact. That's really a fact, bro. Like, I don't know. I guess, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's beautiful. All of this is beautiful. I love to see it. I'm the one they want, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one When they looking for, I'm the one they doesn't Got your blood on they tiptoe, my name good for show I been where you couldn't go, I know what she watching Cause I walking like a cinephone, I know, I know what she told Zim yeah, but you should've known I'm the one they want, I'm the one they looking for I'm the one they want, I'm the one they look This is all like 24, carrying sets in mama door Knocking, knocking, knocking down your brick house, Commodore If I was on tours by galore, waiting on the lobby floor It's options, 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 I'm retired, I don't try no more Fuck it, watch it like somebody ride, but shit, they gon' try, boy I can't make you like your life, but I can make some T-shirt designers out your partner, boy Bet they dive inside your demon, why your body watch the show? Be honest in that mirror, it's a chest cake, baby, this ain't that this dope run red lights, passing bell, real life gas. And if the feds ride past, we keep it airtight, vacuum seals, just like the act. Look by, can't need spare dash the time for they parasite ass. Slowed up, just like pad. Concussion head from my breath, okay. Currency cruder, like I would jet like bread. It's an emergency, July, I need my neck ice stack. I don't want no SI shit. This brand new O got an odor, I throw my ball like dunk. You see my tinto stands, you already know what I'm on. We turn your soldiers into donuts, hand that over. Over look, bro, cause we both know what they want. Cause I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one. I'm the one they want. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one. When they looking for, I'm the one they doesn't. Got your blood on their tiptoe. My name good for show. I been where you couldn't go. I know what she watching, cause I walking like a cinephone. I know, I know what she chose. Them excitement, yeah, but you should've known. I'm the one they want. I'm the one they looking for. I'm the one they want. I'm the one they looking for, yeah. I'm not dreaming this time.